unbadding, unbadding, we're unbadding, baby. We're on a journey, baby. We're unbadding, baby. We're unbadding. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Unbadding. I'm Dana Pereira. And I'm Jessica Presley. Jess, did you know who right off the bat she's coming for me i know i know well because i've been dying to talk to somebody about this because oh. nobody in my family including you <laughs> but did you hear about the escaped killer in pennsylvania no no but this is so up your alley it's so i know you're really excited to tell this right now go so okay true crime is my jam not that i like people getting murdered but if they're gonna be murdered i want to know about it because the fucking psychopath brain of a murderer fascinates me mm-hmm. um and i'm not alone i know there's a gazillion true crime fans out there so i'm not weird shut up <laughs> I'm saying, uh-huh, like, I totally get it. I have no idea. I never watch it. No. I know. I know okay. you don't. I know. I'm like, oh, you know what I'd really like to do to relax? I just want to sit down with a glass of wine and hear about the trial of this horrible murderer. <laughs> S- different strokes, different folks, you know? Should my husband be worried? Mm, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little. You are always the first one to kind of be like, are there any guns in the house? <laughs> yes, because I watch too much Dateline. Right. Um, but so I am also very in tune with people. Like, I can tell you when somebody's pregnant before they tell you. Ooh. I know immediately when mm-hmm. somebody's pregnant. Mm-hmm. And I'll turn to my husband and be like, she's pregnant. And he'll be like, no, she's not. Why? What? Okay, so what is it? Is it like a feeling? Is it like a thought? I pay attention. Oh, okay. So, and that's where I kind of get confused between like intuition and just being very overly aware of things. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I'd love to call it my intuition, but I honestly feel like maybe that is my intuition. Me being overly aware is my intuition working for me. Right. Um, But I'll be like, oh, well, she's been sitting there for five minutes with her hand on her belly drinking a water. So, because... You know, subconsciously, she knows that she's pregnant right. and she's doing this. Ah, uh, right, right. And then also she's drinking water when I've watched her, you know, do beer bongs out of a frat boy's butthole. So <laughs> she's probably pregnant. <laughs> I hope she's moved on from the frat boy <laughs> <laughs> at this point in her life. Um, but wow, way to get very off topic. <laughs> I digress. That is why I like watching serial killer things and murder things, because I want to be aware. Like, if I am in a situation, you know, you pass 39 murderers in your lifetime. Mm. Just so happens I know one, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah, that's true. You do Mm -hmm. know one. Um, And so I just want, I want to, like, know the signs. Right. If somebody's being, like, overly friendly and charming and I'm like... What murder? What's, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on here, killer? <laughs> murder. <laughs> but <clears throat> so this prison in Pennsylvania, which definitely, um, you know, sparked my uh, interest, 
because this is the second person in less than a year to escape from this prison. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Were they both murders? Yes. Ooh. And this guy is especially crazy. And he got out of prison by crab walking up a wall. Huh? Yeah. Like he, like, like Jonah does when he climbs the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And was able to escape the prison. Holy shit. That's wild. Now this, is he still at large? He's still at large. And here's where it gets fucking bonkers. So one, he's wanted for brutally stabbing his ex-girlfriend in front of her children. Oh, God, that's terrible. It's awful. So this guy escaped prison um, just a couple of days ago. Uh this, I mean, the whole town around this place is just on pins and needles. They're like, oh, my God, there's an escaped convict that is a convicted murderer. Um, so this guy, his back patio door or something like that wouldn't close for whatever reason. And his daughter was really nervous about it because of this escaped convict. And he was like, don't worry about it. No convicts coming here. Like, it's fine. So he goes to bed and later on, he hears a noise in his kitchen. No, he does not find this guy's house. He looks down and sees this fucking escaped convict in his kitchen. What are the chances? Yeah. I mean, let's just go ahead and say if there's an escaped convict in your hood, like, I don't care what you got to do to that door. <laughs> Fix the door. <laughs> Fix damn door stay up all night do what you need to do but that door needs to be closed and locked i don't know if that dad is like totally an optimist or completely lazy and negligent it, <laughs> i'm not sure which one which one he lies in i'm not sure either but then yesterday uh there was a guy in his garage and this convict comes into his garage and steals his gun that has, like, a flashlight and a scope on it. Oh, my gosh. This guy sees him come in, takes out his gun that he has on his belt or whatever, fires it at him, misses. Oh. So this guy is still at large. And he has a gun. And he has a gun. With a scope. With a scope. Oh, damn. Yes. So really really hoping that by the time this comes out we are recording on a tuesday and hopefully by thursday when this comes out they've caught this motherfucker i know i know i hope so yeah that's just scary i know i can't watch these things learn about these things you can't tell me these things dana but i wonder <laughs> i know i'm sorry. I'm, sorry I'm always into it and the thing is i go back and forth between like murder yeah and rom-com <laughs> how are we from the same womb i know i'm like ooh, no i don't like that it's too much uh and what's the word i'm looking for not anticipation i can't ever think of this word um mm. anticipation that's the word i said oh. <laughs> It's kind of like anticipation, but it's like a type of movie. Uh. Hold on. It'll come to me. You'll have to edit this out. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't even um, know if I want to. Because... <laughs> anticipation. I did it. 
So you know what I've noticed from us doing this show together? What? You will say a word, and three minutes later, I will say that word, thinking that it just popped into my head. (laughs) You're like, gosh, I'm on today. (laughs) I'll be editing, and I'll be like, oh, damn, Dana. (laughs) That's hilarious. Anticipation. Anticipation. That was great. Great, great. Um, Gosh, what is the word? Anyway, we'll let it slide. Um, Suspense? Suspenseful! (laughs) That's the word! That's the word. Suspense. I hate anything that's, like, suspenseful. I cannot watch it. Murder docs? No way. Can't. But you already know that... I mean, you know the outcome. Yeah, I know the outcome. But, you know, they do that stuff with the music and, like, the timing of source. So they, like, get your... Uh, all the adrenaline pumping through mm-hmm. your body. I don't like that feeling. I try to avoid that feeling. I'm trying to undo that feeling. Oh, yeah. I don't know what it <laughs> is about that that I like so much. There's, but again, I'm like polar opposites. I've got my rom-com, yeah. love my little lovey-dovey shit. But I got my murder stuff, love my suspenseful. Uh, no. Ew, no. <laughs> All of that stuff, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, I just love a good, solid documentary on, like, trees and food and sure. stuff. Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, trees, food, whatever. Okay, so <laughs> if, if we're tying that into our topic here today, do you feel like that's your feminine energy or your masculine energy? Hmm... That's a really good question. I would probably say more so on like the masculine side because it's like that knowledge, that thirst for knowledge and understanding and logic. Yeah, learning Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And then so I have my femme energy, which I feel like is the Mm rom-com lovey-dovey. Yeah. And then very masculine energy um, with the the murdery stuff. (laughs) Are you calling men murderers? some <laughs> and i'm also saying that there are women who are strong in their masculer ener- masculer <laughs> their masculine energy that also do murders yeah they do the murdery thing usually too. like poison yeah stuff oh. like that yeah they don't go with the strength the brute force no they no. use their brains so today we are talking about the masculine and fem- feminine energy that we all hold. Now, when we say this, we're not talking about gender. Um, we're not talking about men versus women. No. We are talking about all things that have masculine and feminine energy. Yeah. And I think it's important also for us to recognize, like, uh, whether you're a woman or a man, that having a balance to those energies can really make your life more fulfilled. Like you want to be able to, you know, if you are, um, I don't know, overly competitive, you also want to be able to balance that out with, uh, you know, like being a good team player in sportsmanship. Right. Right. So I think a lot of it is about, um, you know, kind of tuning in and, you know, we have a little list going, but mm. being able to tune in and say like, okay, am I a little bit further on the masculine side or am I a little bit further on the feminine side? And what can I do to kind of find balance in these certain characteristics? 
Yeah, and I think, um, so let's just talk first about some divine feminine energy. This is the good stuff on the feminine side whenever it comes to energy. Um, and something like that would be like uh, like being very intuitive. Right. So for that, I would imagine, I feel that that's like more along the lines of like, like a gut feeling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like trusting your the feelings that you get in your body. Yes. Yeah. Very in your body. And that makes sense for a feminine energy because think of what, you know, females do with their bodies. Right. Right. Um, So like, let's say if you were a male that needed to tap into your feminine energy a little bit more, what do you think that looks like whenever it comes to like being intuitive? Um, I think that that probably looks like recognizing when you're overanalyzing something in your head mm-hmm. and um, kind of leaning into more of um, like a trusting your feeling about something. You know, so, like yeah. we all, whether you're masculine, feminine, whatever your balance of energy is, you can walk into a room and have a gut feeling about a person, a situation. And so I think that um, sometimes it's easy for us to get out of our feminine energy with intuition because we're oftentimes taught to ignore our body, right? And so we sometimes we're taught to overanalyze things and overthink things and that can have a tendency to be more out of balance with a masculine energy. And so I would say if you're trying to balance that, I would lean more on your gut feeling and try to trust it, especially even for like the small things, right? If you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't take that road and I should go this way, honor that and go the other way and just trust that that was a intuitive feeling that you had. And don't chalk it up to like, oh, that was silly or I felt weird about this. Um, just chalk it up to that intuition. Um, I feel like I need to go back and correct myself a little bit because I said if you were a male tapping into your feminine energy, and again, it's not about genders. You could be a female that lives more in their masculine energy and also need to tap into that uh, intuitive feminine energy as well. Yeah, I think this is all about, this will be very... um, I guess, fluid and who we're, who are, we're speaking about or two, because this is all about one person, male or female, mm-hmm. um, balancing their feminine versus their masculine energy. I got to say though, I love that you use directions as your, uh, example there because very masculine to not want to <laughs> ask directions. They're like, I got a feeling. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got a feeling I'm supposed to go left. I'm just going to go left. It was it was in my gut. I felt Listen, it. I'm just tapping into my feminine energy. <laughs> you know, I actually had an example of that today. I um, had to run some errands. And sometimes I get on like a one-way train and I like don't like to be diverted off my path. And um, occasionally I like to go into the thrift store and look for books. I love books and they always have great prices on books. And I like to see, you know, what's going to come to me. And I had to go buy a thrift store and I was like, oh, you should go there. And I was like, "Mm, no, like got stuck in my head. I had a draw towards there. I knew I wanted to go there, but I was like, no, you have too much stuff to do. You got to do this, got to do that. And I like went and, um, 
I was like, I have to get gas. So I went and got gas and it just kept gnawing at me and gnawing at me. And so I was like, fine, I'll go. Finally, if I have to, if go, I have to go to the thrift store, I'll go. So I went in and I went to the book section because that's what I felt like there was going to be like a, that there was a book. And so I went to the book section and I found like a really cool book that I feel like, you know, to be determined if it was worth the extra trip or not. But I felt like it found me. <laughs> well, and isn't that such a great feeling to feel like like something divinely happened? Yeah, I was guided. Yes. And because I get that and I'm learning as I get older to trust those things more often mm -hmm. to allow myself to trust those things more often, because a lot of times and again, we in this society, things are like beaten into us um, and trusting your gut and your intuition and following that and having something cool happen or something that you're like ah maybe it's a glimmer or something yeah. it's like a little validation yes mm -hmm. and that just makes me feel so good mm -hmm. it's warm and fuzzy yeah <laughs> i i was being called to the lake i knew that i needed to be on a lake i knew it and i got my ass to the lake and I just like sat on a dock like this is wonderful. <laughs> it was definitely a cleansing. I feel like I know we laugh and joke about it, but uh, a dock has such a deep rooted Ugh. part of our hearts and our lives as children growing up connected to our father. Um, and so I know that you were called there for that reason. I really, really was. And it was like uh, there was a pontoon boat at our dock, which our father had a pontoon boat. Um, the fish were jumping. I was watching my husband try and teach the little ones how to fish. And I was so like, cute. did you know on my eighth birthday, I caught a fish. <laughs> so will you fish now? <laughs> I haven't, I didn't fish this time. Um, and this is going to sound so terrible, but I don't want to fish with my kids. Why? I don't have that, uh, connection where like whenever I sit with a fishing rod on a dock mm -hmm. I want to connect with my inner child right I want to connect with you know our dad's energy and um I mean kids fucking ruin that man they do they cry and stuff <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> like ah, the fish are biting I have to worry about somebody getting a hook in them and yeah it's and true so I just I'm like ah, I don't want to I get anxiety about that. Right. But and fishing solo, your game. I'm game. I'm in. I want to do it. I will sit there with a old school radio playing oldies on the dock at five in the morning with a coat and hoodie on, <laughs> you know, with, and a bread ball. Yeah. And a bread ball. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. Yeah. Okay, so the next one that we have on the list for Divine Feminine is um, being grounded. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any kind of grounding practices that you do? Um, I do, actually. Am I putting you on the spot? No. Okay. <laughs> um, so one of my best friends is a, a hypnotherapist. She's a spiritual hypnotherapist. I need to make sure I get all of that on there because she is 
so good at taking you, like grounding you. Mm. And so the first time that she did it, she takes you through all this stuff where you see like the lights coming down, it's going through your body, it's going all the way down to your feet, it's going all the way down into the ground and doing all of that. Um, And then she wanted me to like go to my happy place. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the thing. I know for some people, and I'm trying to give myself credit because I take away credit from myself so often. Um, it's very easy for me to ground myself. I can do it like that. I can I can just be like, yep, okay, there. I love that. And I thought whenever I had first started going through, like practicing this, I was like, it can't, I'm doing it wrong. It's not that easy. Yeah, it's not that easy. I'm doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as I kept going, I'm like, no, this is, I. This is it. Like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I know I thought I wasn't, but I am. So what's the feeling for you when you're grounded? Is there, like, a click? Is there a moment? Is there just, like, a knowing? Um, it is uh, easy for me to see the movie screen in my head. Oh, okay. Because that's where a lot of my stuff comes from. It's all a lot of imagery that mm. I can see play by play. Um, and my favorite thing in the world was she had like dropped me in one time she was like okay I need you to like picture the place that you know is like your happy place or whatever and I dropped down like a goddamn superhero like spider-man falling from the sky oh that's super cool (laughs) like superman pose like like onto the floor Mm. Mm -hmm. that's really cool and whenever I stood up and looked around I was in front of the great big tree that was on the island and two the left of me was the water and the dock to the right, you know, was like the, the woods and the outhouse. <laughs> <laughs> You've got very specific imagery. And behind me was the shelter, dad's shelter and mm-hmm. like the picnic table mm-hmm. that he had out there. And occasionally he's sitting there with his fucking mug of beer. Mm hmm. Some, I mean, most of the time he's not, but occasionally he is. And I'm just like, God damn, I love that. And it's all pictures for you. Mm-hmm. See, for me, it's all a feeling. Oh, right. So like even in, you know, meditations or whatever, and I know we're kind of getting a little off topic, but this is That's cool. Fine. Yeah. Um, you and I have never had this conversation. So I'm yeah. like, oh, I want to know about this. Um, for me, it's never really like a... Um, it's not uh, a voice. I don't hear anything. I don't see anything. It's just like an understanding of. Is there like a feeling in your stomach? Is it in your heart? Is it mm. like a running water through your veins kind of a feeling? I mean, I would say it's like a, a very minimal vibration, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that's whenever I know that I am grounded and in my body and connected um but if i'm like going in the depths to Mm -hmm. figure some things out yeah it's never like a like i'll ask a question let's Mm -hmm. say right i ask the question um i need guidance on blue or purple right yeah 
Um, and if I am thinking and it's like I'm hearing the voice in my head, blue, purple, blue, purple, blue is this. I like this. Purple is that. But I really like that. What about this? Da, 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 da. That's not that's my brain. Mm-hmm. That is not my intuition. That's also a sign that your energies, feminine and masculine, <laughs> are unbalanced. <laughs> Yes, it is. <laughs> As we will find out, I am very much in my masculine energy. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, but um, within that time, eventually that like blue, purple, blue, purple will slow down in my head. And then all of a sudden it's just like a poof, it's just there. Oh, right. It's like or I'll get it in a secondary fashion. Like I'll feel something else that will relate to the question. Yeah. And that will help me find my answer. But it's definitely an intuitiveness. Um, it's just not in imagery or sound. It's just in a knowing. I have come to learn um, that whenever I'm really paying attention in my divine feminine energy, that it is the first thing that comes to mind. And then I have to stop questioning it mm, because mm-hmm. it's always the first fucking thing. And probably 80% of the time, it's the right thing for me. Oh, right. So it's like that, like you ask yourself the question and the first thing that you think of is your answer. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody else has told me that too. Yeah. So I, I kind of go with that. And you know, I like you said, I am and we'll get into more of the divine masculine energy also. Um, Jess and I both, all of the women in our family actually, are very strong in our masculine energy. (laughs) Yeah. And I was even saying, like, I wonder how much of that is like, you know, something that is a part of our journey here is being aware of that and being able to bring more balance to our lineage. Yeah. Um, Because, I mean, I can count back three, four generations where it's been either an absent mother or father, um, unhealthy relationship between Mm -hmm. a father, a single mother, so many single mothers in our family, um, to where really the women in our family have had to step into their masculine energy in a big way. Um, And not because they don't want to be nurturing and more in their divine feminine, but as a means to survival. Yeah. You know what? I mean, why don't we just jump right into divine masculine? We can just say like what the things are just to give them an idea. And then we can go back to divine feminine. Okay. So when we're talking about masculine energy, your divine masculine energy. And just to, to clarify, divine meaning balanced. Yes. So this is when you are in balance with your masculine energy. Yes. Uh, You are fully present. You are focused. You are logical. You're protective. You're honest. You're confident. You're disciplined. It's all about stability and security. So that makes a lot of sense for a single mother or even, and let's be honest, you go back generations, the women ran the households because the dudes were usually off like working and then hitting the bar. Right, right. You know, it wasn't uncommon for... Or at war. Or at war. <laughs> you know, oh yeah. And it wasn't uncommon for, you know, uh, like if there was a divorce, like dad saw the kids every other weekend <laughs> or on Sundays or whatever. Right, right. And so it was a lot of the, the moms doing all of the things that, and they were forced to really um, step into that 
masculine energy. Right. Right. Um, part of being in your divine feminine energy. Now we spoke about the um, divine masculine part of being in your divine feminine energy. Um, we spoke on intuitiveness, being mm-hmm. grounded, being receptive. Mm. Um, and also from a place of being able to receive, mm-hmm. um, being reflective, having strong boundaries, being vulnerable, um, supportive, trusting, empathetic, compassionate, um, we had mentioned before about being in the body, um, versus in the mind versus a lot of the masculine energy. Exactly. Whenever you're ruminating over things, I feel like, um, I know I do, and I know a lot of women that I've spoken to do, and I know you and I have talked about it, but there's times where we're obsessing over something Mm -hmm. or ruminating over something that is your feminine energy being out of balance because you are not going inward to your, uh, intuition Mm -hmm. to have an understanding and a state of flow. Instead, you're stuck in the head and you're ruminating over something. You're obsessing over thoughts. Well, okay, so I don't remember if you talked about this on the show or not, but um, an example of that divine feminine energy is your friend that was caught in the Maui wildfires. Yes. I'll say um, I have an acquaintance, um, and she was in Maui. Um, whenever the fires were occurring. But before this had happened, she was just sick to her stomach. She was there with her son, um, who also has autism. Now, she is a single mom. She was there, just her and her son. They were having a great time. She had this sick feeling in her stomach. She didn't know why. She just knew that she had to leave. Yeah. And she held it all together, right? Mm-hmm. Because it was just her and her son and she had to and she had to think logically. Yeah. And she had to trust her intuition. She was very balanced. That's so <laughs> balanced. So balanced. Um and she she left uh and barely made it out. I say barely because there was just so much mass destruction. Um but she made it out. She drove I think like 3 hours to get out of the hotel and whenever all was said and done the hotel that she stayed in had burned to the ground and there's so many examples of that uh with men and women who listen to their intuition um i was listening to a podcast not long ago about a reporter that was at mount etna when was it mount etna what's the one in washington it's it's not Mount Etna. Mount Etna's in Sicily. Anyways, whatever that volcano is <laughs> in, I believe, Washington State, I will fact check or delete this later. Um, he woke up in the middle of the night like they thought that it might be happening. They weren't sure. They weren't sure. They weren't sure. They weren't sure something was going on. There was a rumbly in the tumbly going over on the volcano. Um, and he like jumped up in the middle of the night and was like, I need to go to the volcano. He wanted to go to it. <laughs> he was a reporter. He was oh, really yes, chasing yes, that story. Yes, yes. And that fucker erupted. And he had to like hightail it down a hill in a Jeep, pull off into some area where he actually survived. He said he couldn't see his hand in front of his face. Wow. From the amount of soot and ash 
in the air from this volcano. And he was in tune with his feminine energy at that point. He was listening to his body. He knew something was about to happen. Isn't it funny that we, we, the words that we use there, it was like he listened to his body, but he knew it was going to happen in the head, right? So is that balance? Wouldn't that be like felt? He felt it was going to happen. Yeah, but I think that that is balance. That is feminine and masculine energy. You feel it, you know it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is how you get that uh, balance between True. the two. Yeah. You feel it, you know it. Yeah, and trust it, right? Uh-huh. And that was another one that was on our divine feminine energy was trusting. Yeah. You know, not necessarily just others, but also self. Yes, absolutely. And then there's a lot of ways when um, they call it the wounded feminine energy or Mm -hmm. the wounded masculine energy and I think that we can all relate to these no matter your gender the wounded feminine energy is feeling insecure Mm -hmm. it's feeling needy codependent uh, overly emotional. Not that I've ever been accused of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling like a victim and also being manipulative. Yeah. And I think that that is so relatable across the board because no matter your gender, you have felt every single one of these things Definitely. at some point in your life. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, and so... I guess we'll move right on to the wounded masculine then before we go into the we can compare balancing. and contrast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the wounded um, masculine is controlling, is aggressive, mm-hmm. avoidant, withdrawn, overly competitive, abusive, unstable, people pleaser. Oh, weird. Hmm. Hmm. Looking for external validation, hmm. overly independent. Mm-hmm. So they say that the, the masculine energy is the giving energy and the feminine energy is the receiving energy. And so when you're overly giving, overly pleasing, you're out of balance and you're masculine. When you are, uh, I guess, how are you overly receiving? How can I wrap my brain around that um okay so for example if uh this is something that happens to me quite a bit I am uh although I did spend a lot of my life in my masculine energy as I get older I find myself more and more in my feminine and I am um a empath Mm. to the max Mm -hmm. and if something happens in the world if, if there's a school shooting, I am down for a month. Mm. I can't handle it. I am very emotional. Right. Um, and that is with so many things. Like, if anything in the world where it has affected mass amounts of people, there was just a huge earthquake in Morocco. Thousands of people have... I'm like I it it throws me so off that I can't be like a present person for my family able to function Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I would say that's a little out of balance. That's a lot out of balance. Right. And so I feel like I am receiving that. I am receiving Mm -hmm. uh, those emotions that because I'm such a feeler um, or because I I take on other people's feelings as my own. I think that there's a difference there. Yeah, I think that that's a good insight. So not necessarily just receiving what's meant for you, but taking on all. Yeah. And I, I have a hard time separating that. And sometimes I really have to check myself mm-hmm. and um, remind myself like, okay, is this serving you or your family right now? Because I do have responsibilities. I have responsibilities to myself. I have responsibilities to these kids that I'm raising that I have to sometimes learn how to turn things off. Right. Right. And that is definitely... Um, I feel like from a stereotypical viewpoint, Mm -hmm. that's stereotypically more a masculine thing to be able to, or yeah, we'll say masculine, um, to be able to compartmentalize. And that's a balancing of the femme and masculine energy to make your life a little better. (laughs) Right. And that's the point, right? Balance is the goal. Yes. Balance. What, what was the goal? Harmony. Harmony. Yes. Whenever you're in harmony. Not like acapella harmony. Although we okay. could do that for you. <laughs> um, but harmony within. That's home, homeostasis. You are in flow. Um, the things that are not meant for you are flowing away. The things that are meant for you are flowing in. Yes. So with harmony being the goal, it's... How do you know when you are out of whack, when you are completely off balance? And I don't think it's that hard to recognize because you are probably a lot of the time. I'm definitely out of balance. Yeah. (laughs) Right now, in this moment, I am not balanced. Um, A lot of times I feel... For me, I feel like stuck or obsessed over a certain part of my life that's like I'm trying to move it and it's not moving. You know, like a lot of repeating of old cycles. Mm -hmm. What about you? I definitely get overwhelmed easily. Mm, Overwhelm, yeah. And I know, so here's something very funny. Um, Years ago, I think I had just had Joss and... uh, Brandon, our brother, was there. That little asshole surprised the shit out of me at the hospital. And um, Brandon is rambunctious, especially whenever it comes to my then eight and seven year old oh, boys. Right, right, right. Yes, yes. He likes to wrestle. He does all the boy. Like he's he's a great uncle. So he does all of the fun boy stuff. And um, I had just brought a baby home. Um, I think mom, Fred, I think you were there, Brittany, Brandon, uh, just my house was full of people. Do you remember this? I'm trying to I remember do. if you yeah. were sitting there and all of a sudden I went, I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> First of all, that's just like a lot. Our family, all of us together, whether like not even just having baby, just like on a Tuesday. It's a lot of energy. Just like yelling. I was so overstimulated. Yeah, I could imagine. (laughs) I was like, something's got to happen. I'm 
over one. Over one. <laughs> so do you feel like you are ever like um, more out of balance on your masculine side? Or do you feel like you're always more out of balance on the feminine? Because it seems to me that you're more femme energy. I am now. Yeah. And it's because I have let go of so many things. When I'm looking back at my former self, I was controlling. I was aggressive. Mm -hmm. I was avoidant. I was withdrawn. I was competitive. I was abusive. I was unstable. I was people pleasing. I needed oh, wow. external validation, but I was also independent as fuck <laughs> and proud of it. <laughs> and I would let you know, I don't need you. Okay. Right. And it, like, I think that I might've even just said that to my husband, like, 15 say, minutes ago <laughs> well i was gonna say like yeah. a year ago but um but i remember specifically being like i've done this before and i don't need anybody right that's not okay like no. i'm in a marriage we should definitely be like team Pereira vida together right right not i don't fucking need you get out of my fucking way that's that's not healthy um so every wounded masculine energy that you could have, I had. Right. And so whenever I was in the process of unbatting that, I was really stepping into it. And now that we're talking about it, I'm like, oh, shit, mind fuck. I was stepping into my feminine energy. Right. And balancing all of that out. Now, don't get me wrong. Old Dana rears her head every now and again. Sure. And I have to, you know, like, uh, what's that thing, that game where you fucking hit oh, it on the head? Oh, whack-a-mole? Whack whack-a-mole her back down in there and be right. like, nope, 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 nope. We've grown. <laughs> we are divine feminine and divine masculine. We are fucking healed. <laughs> Go away, Mitch. Go and away. then I got to, like, put a Band-Aid over her head to keep her down. <laughs> or gorilla tape. <laughs> But I really did step into boundaries, being vulnerable, trusting more, really being empathetic, supportive, all of those divine femme energies. That is like so true. And I feel like I like kind of had this like these moments with you when you were in your masculine energy, mm, yeah. like overtly in your masculine energy. And then as over this past year that we've reintroduced ourselves, mm -hmm. I have noticed such a huge change in that. And all of those things that you had said, the vulnerable boundaries, empathetic, compassionate, like I've, I've seen that because I went, I didn't see the journey. I just saw like where you were to mm -hmm. where you are. So it's pretty profound. It's a oh, big jump. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm like, what part of, um, you know, getting a big ego? Is that femme or masculine? <laughs> take it, take it, take it. You did the work. Yeah. You know, I did. Do and I'm still doing the work. We're all hopefully doing the work. And I'm not perfect at it. 
one of the things that I still definitely do, I'm not sure if this is, this sounds like maybe wounded masculine, but like being judgmental. Oh yeah, that's definitely wounded masculine. I remember. Yeah. And, and so sometimes like, and not that I'm overly judgmental of people, but I will see somebody that needs to do the work. I'll see somebody that's controlling and aggressive and competitive and you know all of that and I'm like oh god damn it (laughs) yeah yeah you know I feel like whenever I'm triggered by it that's a me situation but whenever I notice it Mm -hmm. that's a them situation if I'm like oh they they've got some ways to go yeah like unaffected in my soul I'm Mm -hmm. like yeah, I'm just noticing that about you. But if I'm like, this motherfucker needs to do some work, I'm like, ooh, they got me somewhere. But <laughs> Where am I being triggered? Doesn't that feel like you went from wounded masculine to divine feminine in that moment when you're able to do that? Yeah, yeah. and I definitely feel like I would probably say the last two years, I'm a slow learner, apparently. No, you're not. (laughs) The last um, two years, I feel like I have shifted a lot um, from like my to do lists, from um, needing all the external validation from um, what else was I going to say the judgmental Mm -hmm. um, from there's just a lot that from moving out of my head and into my body. Mm -hmm. Um, There's definitely been shifts that are happening. I feel like the hardest thing for me, if I'm going to be really in my femme energy and be vulnerable right now, Mm. I would say is within my relationship. I witnessed a lot of wounded masculine energy from our mother in her relationships mm-hmm. as I was growing up and I I've really clinged on to that mm. and so I feel like I have a lot of work to do in balancing my masculine and feminine energy within my marriage I feel that and that's definitely a place that I can relate to you whenever it comes to my relationship I'm masculine energy bing bang boom yeah. That's how I like my sex, too. Get it in, get it out. Let me go to sleep. <laughs> bang, bang, boom. <laughs> but I am, um, I, I kind of want to say, like, the boss. Mm-hmm. Um, we learned from a boss. Yes. And it, it's like, on one hand, uh, I'm a badass. I got this. I can do it. But on the other hand, I am, uh, like, really taking away from my husband I'm taking away the control or the um choice for him to step into some of his own energies because I kind of bulldoze right over him right and so polarity yeah right if you are overly if you as the woman in the relationship are overtly in your masculine energy same for me Mm -hmm. um then naturally, um, your partner that you pick um, is going to be the opposite of that. So they're going to be more in their um, wounded feminine energy. You're in your wounded masculine. They'll be in their wounded feminine. Yeah. Um, And so... (laughs) What? Oh, no. What happened? (laughs) You just said... 
here and you're wounded femme and my husband just the other day he like walked up to me he he's very handsy he's grabbing all over me he's grabbing my ass and then he goes fuck i'm so needy <laughs> well there it is proof is on the chalkboard <laughs> proof is right there on the chalkboard and i was like yeah yeah you really are and he's like you're like i'm so controlling and he's like yeah <laughs> so i think part of the work in relationships too is understanding how your um out of balance energy is making your relationship out of balance too and also um knowing that opposites attract we magnetize each other right and uh using that to your benefit yes rather than letting it be like this source of resentment or anger or fighting or whatever it is uh you know me knowing that he's needy and i know that this is from the wounded side but also kind of feels good i like i like that he's he's into me right he really likes a handful of ass <laughs> <laughs> so that makes me think about um not your ass your ass does make me think about it but the relationship part makes me think about like what can a man do or a, the male partner do if he notices that his woman is coming in and of course we're talking about you know, a heterosexual marriage relationship right. in this particular instance. But let's say, to be inclusive, mm -hmm. let's say the more um, masculine energy and the more feminine energy. Right. right, rather than a gender. Right, yeah. So let's say that the, the feminine, more feminine partner comes in with her masculine or his or her masculine. This is hard. I'm working on it, though. That's all right. We're um, on batting. We're, we're on batting. I'm learning. <laughs> um, so let's say they come in with their energy and it is um, wounded masculine energy, right? It's controlling. It's aggressive. Mm. Um, it's overthinking. It's blaming, mm -hmm. right? I do all of those things. Yeah. What can the other partner do to help balance that energy yeah and so for me I feel like in that moment the last thing that I need is for my partner to match that energy mm, mm -mm. that's a bad idea that's a bad idea because that's like masculine masculine mm. right that is not that's not opposites attract that's no. not a magnet that no. is that's locking horns right right so when I am in this overly masculine energy or this wounded masculine energy whenever I'm upset or pissed off or coming at you in an argument what I need is for my husband to calm mm -hmm. hold space mm -hmm. allow me space to air it out not be defensive yeah not try to explain his side mm. <laughs> does that resonate mm, a little bit a little bit um because until I feel safe mm -hmm. that I can go back into my feminine energy, until I feel um, understood, until I feel like he's giving me the uh, appropriate attention and space and mindfulness of this particular matter and not telling me 
I'm I'm overthinking it. I'm over emotional. I this, I that. Right. Um, until you give me that space, I'm going to remain in my masculine energy. Yes. And I, but I think a a big thing in any relationship, whether it's romantic or otherwise, is that a person needs to be aware mm-hmm. of what energy they have and if it's wounded uh, I mean anytime it's giving you anxiety or like I, you know whenever you feel off if you're feeling anger if you're leading with hate if um, you think that you can control somebody uh, if you think that you know better than somebody and that they should be doing exactly what you're doing or they're wrong right those are all signs that you probably need to take a step back, start coming from a place of compassion, um, you know, start feeling uh, maybe empathetic, maybe whatever it is. But I think the problem between uh, the masculine energies and the feminine energies being so off balanced is that people don't always know that there's a problem. They're right. like, this is who I am. I know too many women and men. They're committed to it. Committed mm-hmm. to, oh, like, I can't tell you how many people I know that are like, this is just how I am. If you don't like it, like, I'm a bitch. I'm going to tell you how it is. Mm-hmm. I don't filter. I just, I'm just straight up. I tell you how it is. (laughs) And you're like, no, no. See, you are showing your insecurities. You're Mm -hmm. showing your wounds right now. And your lack of empathy and your lack of compassion and your lack of understanding. It's not one way. Your life would be so much more harmonious and balanced and happy if you stepped into a different energy if you recognized it and made the effort to kind of you know turn it on its head right so I think that awareness like you said is super important Um, and not just like first I think is the awareness that something feels off right like I'm charged Mm. right if you're feeling charged good word in that moment Regardless of what the undertone is, you know when something's ramping up. Mm. That is your body's indicator that something is off. And if your first thing that you're doing is going to blame someone else and being the victim, you've got work to do. Yes. I am her. She is me. (laughs) I've got work to do. Same girl. You know? So there is always an internal... Um, I guess what it's the word I'm looking for, um, detector mm-hmm. that's going to let you know when things are amiss. And for a long time, um, I was dedicated to that internal detector of like proving me right. Yes, I am right that you are wrong. Yes. Oh my God. I would go looking for things. Like, yes. Prove I, me right. I would, I mean, yes. Yeah. And God, how sad I was all the time. Right. How angry I was. That's the feeling of anger. Ugh. I could like feel it in my throat, in the pit of my stomach. Like, ugh. 
I hate that feeling so much. It's a terrible feeling to have. And I feel like the more that we seek this internal balance of our masculine and feminine, the further detached we come from that feeling. Yes. Live in harmony. Acapella harmony. Harmonious. We did it. <laughs> I thought we were going to do like some sister act. I was ready for it. I was like, drop a beat. Yo. <laughs> joyful, joyful love. <laughs> we could go. We could go on. We it. really, really could. Well, everybody, today's episode I felt like was really touched my heart. If you feel like um, you know somebody whose heart this would touch or if it touched your heart in some way, please leave a comment and let us know because that might um, help somebody else find us and this could bless their lives the same way it blessed yours. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and just like slide it right into their DMs. (laughs) (laughs) Give it a share. Give it a comment. Give it a like. I really liked this episode. It was a good one. This was a good one. Gosh, we're so good at this. <laughs> is, what's cockiness? Which energy is that, do you think? I mean, it says cock in the world. <laughs> so. <laughs> and until next time. We're on batting, baby. <laughs> We're on batting, baby. We're on batting.